prophesy and I decree because you are screaming amen today every invisible attack against your motion with this loud amen they are dead even if the head is ready to move if the feet should remove to carry that head the head will be stranded I speak once again after today you will not walk into the trap of the wicked as a human thank you father in Jesus mighty name we have prayed jam your hand together and let's be seated the Lord bless you you cannot be doing it like this and things will not be better you cannot the Bible says you cannot appear in Zion and not increase in strength for those who appear in Zion they move from strength to strength you were here yesterday today, tomorrow you cannot be having this kind of encounter with God God dropping unction, rubbing upon you, the word of God coming into your life, prophetic release, prophetic utterance, the one you, you will say with your mouth, the, your legs will be anointed, your head anointed, there will be blood sprinkling, there will be blood. Uh, uh, you cannot be doing things like this and you will not see the remarkable difference. It is not possible. I'm telling you, God is not wicked. It's not wicked. You, even if you are not so for coming alone, he has a program for you. And that is why I prophesy today that those that are not here will never be better than you. Every of your coming will never be in vain. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly more than what you even think or ask. Even what you are thinking, what you are thinking, the good things that you are thinking, the Lord will answer it. It will not deliver you into the hands of the wicked. Your enemies will not rejoice over you. I'm saying your enemies will not rejoice over you. Every human embarrassment against you concerning you, after this meeting, they are dead. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Because our feet will soon be anointed. I want to make this, this um, messy dimension very brief. And I will make it a prophetic declaration. We have prayed. And little by little we are still going to pray. But I want to bring out certain points. And I'm using the book of Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27. I might be taking only seven verses there. And I will bring out five different points. And those five different points that I'll be bringing out, I'm going to make it a kind of prophetic pronouncement. I want you to see that point. Do not only embrace that point. I want your heart to open. The moment there's expectation, there's always manifestation. It is things you don't expect, you do not experience. If the future is not too far and it's so clear to you, it's a matter of time, you will soon get there. Whatever you confess in life is what you possess. Whatever you speak, it's what you pick. If you are bold to declare things, you will also clear it. What God said, that was what he saw. So I want you to be confident and be bold 
in speaking of the future you want to walk into because very soon, very shortly, it will be delivered into your hands. Now look at this Genesis chapter 27 verse 1. Let me give you a background story. When I give you a background story, you'll be able to reconcile that story with what is happening in verse 1. And it will not be too difficult for us to grab with all other things. The Bible says the first problem of um, Rebekah, she was barren. And Isaac entreated the Lord concerning Rebekah. And after some time, the Bible says Rebekah became pregnant. And another thing, they were fighting. She was troubled. So even right inside the womb, they were fighting. Contention. Struggle. <laughs> struggle right inside the womb. They had not even come out. They were not given back to. And they were really struggling right inside the womb. Competition, rivalry, animosity right inside that womb. And she went again before the Lord. And she asked the Lord, why am I having this so much trouble, this so much pain, this so much stress? And God said, see, I have decided a future that they will have. He said, number one, two nations are in your womb. Incidentally, he called them nations when they were yet born. Because God's tense, he speaks future tense in present time. God knew that Laban will cheat Jacob. But as far as he is concerned, he's a nation. God knew there will come a time that will be challenging. As far as he's concerned, he's a nation. When God looks at you, he speaks of the future that you will have. He will not talk about all this that you are going through. All the while. He knows you will go through that, but he will tell you that you will get to the end. You will reach the end. He says, see, we have not given back to them. They are not talking yet. They are not speaking yet. He said, what you see is a baby. What I see is a nation. A, two nations are in your womb. Two powerful nations are in your womb. Two powerful nations are in your womb. He said, but this is what will happen. He said, no matter what, the elder will serve the younger. Even when they have not committed any atrocity. Even when they have not committed any evil. The sovereignty of God, the mercy of God, the supremacy of God. He said, even though this is the right thing, the right thing, the normal thing, the best right, the best right, this is the ideal thing. This is human form. This is the ideal way that whoever comes first should actually be the first leader, commander, manager, director, should be handling affairs. He said, but in my supremacy and sovereignty, it will not be like that. The younger will be the first and Esau will now come and serve when they have not even done anything. But do you know that there is no divine plan that will not attract demonic interest? There is no future that you carry. At times, the moment God has said something, devil picks interest. But why will it be? Why must it be? So, if in the sovereign plan of God, Jacob had a plan, though as a second to be the best, the devil said, I will disgrace God. I will ensure that that plan will not work. If God has said it will be like this, I will fight it. 
as long as the devil will not be or cannot predict what God had in mind, then his own plan is to dabaru it. So see what is set in motion. For Jacob not to experience the reality of that confession. See what is set in motion to create confusion. See how also the devil wanted to paint God as a liar. See what happened. And it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were deep so that he could not see. He called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, my son. He said unto him, behold, here am I. The next verse. I am old and I know not the day of my death. The next verse. Now therefore, take I pray thee your weapons, your quiver, your bow. Go out of the field and take me some venison. Look at the next one. And make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. Look at the first prayer point that I want to pray. I want you to sincerely follow me because I need your attention. I need your conviction. I need your confession. I need you to be alert and to ignite your spirit to catch the fire of that revelation. God knew that there will come a time Isaac will misbehave. God knew there will come a time a man will want to change his program. God is God and he can never be embarrassed by the decision of humanity. God has the capacity to travel to the future to start the beginning. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he declares from the beginning the end. And from the end, he declares the beginning. So God, in his infinite knowledge, knew that there will come a time Isaac will want to play the role of I am the man. There will come a time Isaac will say, this is the one that I had been eating his venison. And I will bless him because he qualified for it. He had been feeding me. This Jacob is a stupid boy. This Jacob is mama's boy. This Jacob will always be in his mama's tent. He had never lifted his hand to do anything. He never had any goal or intention. He's 40 years old and he's been carried and he's been tutored. Is there anybody that I'm going to bless must have the brain, creativity, innovation, wisdom. Must have the charisma. Must have a sense of responsibility. This one that had been going right inside the jungle, bringing venison for me, he has already assumed a seat of responsibility alongside with being the firstborn. And he qualified it. You are my eldest. You should be the best. You are my eldest. You should be the first. I've been eating from you and I love you. So what I want to do is normal. It's ID. I have to qualify. I have to show you mercy. I have to bless you. I have to do something that will make you to be more fruitful. I have to empower you. I have to speak to your life. I will bless you. Before I die, I'm going to commit into your hand, Petraka power. Because God knew Isaac would misbehave. He took away his eyes. But he didn't take away his voice. But when it comes to Zechariah, he took away his mouth. He retained his eyes. Because you cannot endorse Petraka power without speech. But you don't necessarily need to see. But the funniest thing is that he was not absolutely blind. God demanded 
so that we will not be able to differentiate the two people. That there are times mercy has a path. Mercy has a pattern. There are certain things God will put in place to activate mercy. One of such is this. He said, don't worry. When you grow old, and at a time when Isaac will want to pass the blessing, I will dim his eyes so that he will not be able to differentiate between Esau and Jacob. Because if he could see, he will be able to say, get out. But God didn't want anybody to take him by surprise. Anybody that will walk on the platform of mercy will not actually merit it. So, if Esau should go and bring the venison, he merited it. Then that will not be part of divine program. This is the, my first prayer point. Anyone that is in position to transfer your blessing with one this loud amen, he will grow deep. Amen. There are men with petraca power to exchange. And that was what Jacob also did. They brought in two people. They brought him the first one. They brought him the second one. Ephraim and Manasseh. Oh no, Rina Dada. He crossed his hands. And even when that one was trying to correct him, my father, this is the firstborn. This is the secondborn. If your home was sovereign, this one is not sovereign. If God said you will be higher, will be greater than Esau, God did not tell me that. That Manasseh Will be, will be longer than Ephraim. In Tolon, Robert Suffolk will suffer me. He said, No. E yan lemina, alagbara lemina, mama yin kapada, bolon wo so, ma yipada. He said, I will exchange that destiny. And he crossed his hand and he exchanged it. Hear this. Every platform for men to exchange your destiny, to exchange your future, and to suppress it. With one serious amen today, they will crash. And now see the second. Now, let me, don't worry. Let me begin to move because of our time. Do you know what now happened? See a little drama. When Isaac was calling Esau, I want to bless you. My dear, can go. My dear, you can don't let anybody know that stupid boy I don't want to create envy misunderstanding and competition God gave me and I have the right to release it to whoever uh, you qualify for it by firstborn you also qualify for it by feeding me on your soul but when mercy is about to operate Anything they are planning is secret, it will amplify it. By the time he was saying it, God brought a loudspeaker of mercy and detailed, detailed, letter by letter, word by word, and all the punctuation marks, Rebecca was, was around to hear it. And you say it's a coincidence. Why was it at that time 
Rebecca was there to hear what they were saying. I'm only saying that there are times you see God in the affairs of man plain and at the same time you will not see his finger. But on lower labe, he deliberately planted Rebecca to hear what they were saying. And I don't think of so much a tito beso giri in lofingbo. And as they were talking, she was hearing. Because God will forever be a liar. If Esau successfully, if Isaac successfully blessed Esau, the word that he gave, that Jacob will actually rule over Esau, God will be a liar and the devil will succeed. See the path of mercy. At that exact time, at the right time, the mother was there. It was not a coincidental meeting. It was a divine, deliberate plan to bring Rebecca to that at that time. But any man shall know that in your journey of mercy, you won't hear anything called coincidence. It will be deliberate. It will be intentional. It will be planned and you will successfully enter into it. If you believe it, shout another stronger amen. Amen. See the third point. He said, go right inside the bush and bring an animal so that when I eat, I will bless you. And it was difficult for this man to differentiate between the animal that is right inside the bush and animal that is right inside the house. Which means, when it is mercy that is operating, you don't need to go inside the bush. You don't need to go far. When it is mercy, you don't struggle for it. When it is mercy, you don't suffer for it. Because everything about mercy is about praise unto God alone. If it is the effort of man, it is an abomination before God. When it is mercy, it must be purely God, nothing but God. He said, go right inside the bush. Lord, for you go. That is not the principle of mercy. He will not allow you to fully forgo. And the Bible says, Esau actually went, but the day he got there, that was the day he did not get animal. Because that on his own again, it was a merciful arrangement for this guy to be blessed. Do you know that in that pursuit, he went for it, Esau, he struggled for it, Esau. He actually got it, Esau. He prepared the food, Esau. He cooked it, Esau. He got the right food, Jacob brought the wrong food. He got the animal from the bush that the father wanted. But Jacob did not bring the right venison for the father that the father desired. He prepared the food. He suffered, he struggled. With it, he still did not receive the blessing. He when you talk in terms of mercy, do you know that the food that Isaac ate, Jacob did not prepare it. In the journey of the blessing, Jacob did not lift a pain. He said, I will cook it for you. Such like your father will lie. Because he 
emi ma be nse se o nje inu le ti o da bi tinu gbo mo de le se tinu gbo ti o da bi tinu le owo to se o nje yen ke se yo ke se ata ke se po awon wa gbara buruku ni that hand cannot cook food and you will not be shaking your head the hold man hate the meat whether with teeth or with no teeth at the meat the bible says scarcely had they left that they were even meeting themselves by the corridor of his room hear this everything that Esau had was used against him one Lua Shue Jacob said no I can't be blessed I don't want to be blessed the logistics on ground is saying it will never be possible I'm not an hairy man and there was no problem that was not re-problem that was not suggested that the woman do not, did not have solution for. I am not a hearing man. He said, I have a ready-made answer. I will kill this goat. We are going to use this here and cover your hand. Wow. He said, too, I have a different smell. This guy smells like the man from the, from the, from the farm from the wind. I don't have that smell. He said, that is another problem, but there is a solution. I'm going to bring the best clothes that was smelly and I will give it unto you. He said, my father, my mother, I can't do it. He would rather curse me. He said, if you come at this point and your father release that curse, let that curse be upon me. Any man, hello, any mafia, hello, any mafia, hello, any mafia, hello, to bali a mishe onuma gbedi defu. They still exist. Before the end of this year, they will show up for you. Yeah. Yeah. In physics, the best and the real acid test to differentiate human being is voice. If you cannot see, you can hear. And, and Isaac was so close to it. Isaac too was saying, The smell is the smell of my son, but what is wrong? Are you people confusing me? <laughs> Are you people trying to make Roma? The voice that I'm hearing. He's the voice of Jacob. This would have been the best test. The old man should have said, Lord, we Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Come, come, come. Esau, come. Or go and call your brother. I want the two of you to talk. The Bible says, even when he knew that the voice was the voice of Jacob, he could still not discern. He said, nevertheless, I will bless you. When mercy is there, God has a way of suspending the intelligence of men. When mercy is there, there is no occasion that will not work positively for you. When mercy is operating, even all things they gathered against you, he will use it for you. See, at times, God may not necessarily quench the fire. He may not say quench the fire. 
He said, let them enter inside that fire and he will disgrace the power of the fire. What God will do at times is to see to the enemy that what you think you think is not actually what you think you will see. Nebuchadnezzar said, get into that fire and let us see if there is any God that will deliver you. Nebuchadnezzar God, I know, I know. That's your limit. seven times. Why did you stop them before entering inside that fire? Bombastic. You didn't know. Oh, no, no, no. I know. I know this is your limit. I know how far. I know. Why can't you allow them to enter inside that fire? And you will know. We, when I prepare fire, there is no God that can set any man free. He said, how will this guy know I'm God? Let them enter right inside that fire. So that is your ultimate. That is the peak. That is your strength. And the three boys, we are not careful to tell you this. In the school of mercy. Our God can deliver us. They went inside. They went right inside. The Bible says the fire was still burning. And it was consuming everything in their hands. The bonds, the chain. And then they were walking in the fire. The fire was still having the authority. The fire was still having what it takes to burn, to destroy. But the Bible says their clothes did not even smell fire. And their hair did not even smell fire. There is nothing this God cannot do. There is nothing this God cannot solve. All you need is to say, Lord, show me your mercy. He said unto Saul, when you were small in your eyes, did I not lift you? One of the conditions for you to enjoy God's mercy is a humble heart, a right heart, a heart that is ever small before God and before yourself, a right that is not exalted in itself. Each time God sees a meek heart, a humble heart, he weakened. He speedily rushes to ensure that such a life is lifted to a life that is full of praise. Each time you praise him, you don't complain. You don't murmur. Your heart is full of praise. You are entering into the courtyard of his mercy. Anytime, every time, you keep on praising the Lord. You keep on exalting the name of the Lord. You call him names. You describe him. You tell him to his face, there is no one like you. No one can be compared unto you. You are full of power, full of grace, full of glory. If you can sing that song, Lai see me. Do you do you know I like the content of those songs that if you do not exist, I will never appear. It's because you are that is why we are still around. The moment you keep saying that, God will be doing like this. God will be doing like this. He will be jumping. He said, can I lose honor? Can I lose honor? He said, they said, you are the only one who can do it. Which one have I not done? They said, you have not given each other. He said, what, and what did he say? He said, you can do anything. Have I done anything to show that I can do anything? Well, let it shake. You should let it shake. You let it shake. You let it shake. You let it shake. let it shake. And they call you. He said, then let me move. Do you know at times, if it should rise, things will happen. When God arises, and the word will open their he's, mouth. He said to rise now. He said to intervene. He said to touch you. He said to heal you. 
He's set to bless you. He's set to lift you. He's set to see that you are the best. Are you ready? Rise to your feet. Uh, And please, I want us to walk in the consciousness of that. Full of expectation. Full of conviction. That in less than 72 hours, you will come with your testimony. I stand to prophesy. If you are bold enough to scream amen, in this new month, your heaven is open. I say it once again. The testimony you have never shared before. In the month of October, if you can scream amen, it will flow effortlessly. Miracles that are traceable to his mercy. Miracles that are traceable to divine compassion. What people will say, only God can do. If you can scream that amen, in the first seven days of October, they will be established. By October 31st, I prophesy and I decree, whatever is left till December will be an addition to you. I prophesy and I decree what you've been struggling to accomplish or what you have started and you are struggling to complete by mercy. Before the end of this year, they will roll into your hands. I say it once again. You yourself will know that your God is alive. The Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar said, I threw three people inside fire, but I saw four. He said, the appearance of the fourth one was exactly like that of Son of God. I say to it today, and also to you, that by the time people will look at you, and they will see, what will they see? The appearance of God. The backings of God. The support of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, and God appeared unto Laban. He said, neither speak good or evil to Jacob. (laughs) If do so, I will crush you. And Jacob said, the God you served. I said, there is God behind your success. He appeared to me. Your home God appeared to me in my dream. And he said, do not speak evil or good against my son. There are people that need to see your God. And I say, before the end of October, he will appear to them. If you believe it, shout another thunder or say amen. Give Jesus a big hand and let's be seen.